0: We're back on deck. Uh, magnificent weekend of domestic rugby, wasn't it? Uh, here in New Zealand, the NPC, the Heartland, and uh, that was the cake. The icing was the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, rugby fans, very, very lucky at the moment. Where, well, we're swimming in a trough of caviar at the moment, aren't we, rugby fans? Joining us now, Sky Sports, Jeff McTainch joins us, Jeff, and who also called the netball as well. You are spreading yourself out, young man. <laughs>
1: G'day mate, nice to talk to you, Troffer Kevy. I was, like, I'm just about to have a late lunch, and I think you put uh, me off a wee bit, mate. So uh, hopefully I can still stomach this Caesar salad wrap I've got uh, in front of me here. But no, great, uh, great week of sport, mate. It was it was, uh, it was fantastic to be obviously in uh, Taranaki last week for the semi final, and then yeah, picked up a couple of silver ferns tests, which was um, a great experience uh, calling those, and obviously over in Brisbane, so we're doing those from Pan Road at Sky TV. But um, no, great to work with some pros and. Dean Wilson Anna Stanley and Anna Harrison and obviously the Fern's coming back for the third test in Invers and uh, having Grace Grace Weekie back she made a big impact um, when she had limited minutes on the court in Brisbane last night so hopefully see more of her
0: Yeah, I just had Sula Fitzpatrick on just before you actually talking about when Grace was on the court, the goal difference was nothing. When she wasn't, when she was on the court, the goal difference was nine, and that was the full-time score. But I really want to talk to you about this uh, EPC. I think it's it's wonderful for the game here that away from the main centres meet in the final Taranaki and Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay, through all their tribulations over the last few weeks, have found found a attitude to let the rugby do the talking and I don't like singling out players but Devon Flanders, holy hecka moly what a player
1: Mate he was unbelievable in Wellington uh, he's been a core part of their Hawks Bay side for such a long time obviously they had the late change with Mineta McKellie too out and uh, and Smith came in but I, I thought their back row with Kaifa. Played particularly well. It allowed them to get over the game line and, and direct the play. And for that, I think opening 45 minutes of that game, um, they really dominated territory. And, and I thought their kick options were fantastic. Um, you know, it allowed uh, Ollie Sapsford to to range wide, get in space. And obviously, we saw the night chase Tati had too. You can't underestimate the value of someone like Grig in, in centre field as well. I mean, he you know, he's played test, test rugby for Scotland, and, and I thought his partnership with um, with Tia Tia is, is one that is just uh, so so beneficial and valuable to hawkes bay um oh mate, it's it's, it's an unbelievable story but, you know going on a four game win streak, hadn't done that since two thousand five obviously you saw the adversity uh, around the infleshed i I guess that was the question mate, you know after all of that unfolded as to as to what sort of Hawkes Bay team would would show up and obviously they went away and had some private conversations about how they wanted to represent you know their their region and their union and and they've turned around and I mean, it's a wonderful story. Obviously, Brock James coming in first year as head coach, as, uh, as Josh Sims, you know, went overseas to the United Championship. And uh, I think Karen Kane has the best uh, Hawks Bay record back in the second of when they won, you know, a couple of titles back in the early 2000s. It was about 85%. But if Brock James can go and get the job done in his first year in charge, you know, a guy who's only been coaching since the end of, I think, his 17-year professional career, played a bit up in France. Of course, he was a tack coach at Osprey's, you know, to come in and, 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 you know, you, you see his fingerprints all over it, the sort of style of game they're playing. That, that line-out was very good, you know, the other night. Um, Parsons is providing, you know, again, invaluable service uh, in the air. Uh, Their scrum was solid too, and they just didn't allow Wellington to play. I, I think the only thing you would say of, of that semi-final from a Hawks Bay perspective is, you know, even though the game was safe, uh, Wellington came back and scored two converted tries and and got within a point, so um, they won't be able to afford to do that against Tanaki. you know, they were immense and, and I guess that's who you want to look at now but it was a special performance by Hawke's Bay considering everything they've been through
0: Yeah, and I think 25-24 uh, <laughs> Um, probably wasn't truly reflective of the game with two late late tries to Wellington. But Taranaki Mm -hmm. beating the juggernaut that is Canterbury domestic rugby. And when you look at the team sheet for Canterbury, it's hard to believe that they went down, albeit they were away from home. But this Taranaki NPC team, Mm -hmm. Neil Barnes has got them hissing.
1: Absolutely. I was talking on someone about this yesterday. That that, uh, that starting Canterbury team the other day had 13 super rugby players. And when you look at the performance of a guy like Josh Jacob, uh, you know, to play as well as he did with 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 Adam Lennox and the halves was was just superb. And, and you know, like you talked before about you know bringing it back to the regions, and it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. It's great. It's going to be an afternoon game, the long weekend. Um, I think they had about seven thousand staff walk up um, the other day in the semi final. So, look, I, I don't know what the numbers are looking like, but I'd expect you know you know a good healthy ten plus, and if they can get close to. Um, I wouldn't know what capacity is at uh, Yeah, at the moment without the stand built, but I can get close. I mean, the, the terraces are lovely there. It's a nice, fine day. Um, it, it'll be a, a fantastic game. But no, I think the way Taranaki played it was, it was superb. Built on defence, obviously. Um, you, know, you know, some of their attack this season has been scintillating. And Jacob is just getting an opportunity to run off um, excellent defence as well, a good scrum. They've got a wonderful line at was back, obviously missed the quarter-final against Tasman. Yeah, uh, he he had an absolute blinder again. Peter Gus, I mean, his, half his bags probably packed for France, but he <laughs> he's, he he really wants to leave it all out there. He's, you know, he's, the, the union's given him a lot. He realises that coming over from from La back in I think 2016 and. He's made every post a winner, hasn't he? So they've got all the ingredients there. Bradley Slater's playing the house down. Tom Fr- and this is the other thing: they had a locking crisis at the start of the year. Barnsley gets on the phone, and says, "Oh, Tom Fralick is going to come play for Taranaki." He does. They get Josh Lord back. It, it's all. think it all. You'd say it's all coming together for Taranaki at the right time, and the the story of this final's fascinating as well. I mean, 2014. The last time, Taranaki their only premier MPC title, Hawke's never won it, 47 years. Um, you know, so it's got all the makings of something I think we need in New Zealand rugby at the moment. A good old traditional final, as you say, they've knocked over both two New Zealand heavyweights in Wellington and Canterbury to get there. I don't think the game could ask for anything more in terms of an advertisement at the moment. You've got good young players. Josh Jacob had a wonderful season for Inglewood. He's going to be on the big stage and. It's just got everything written on it. So um, I hope everybody tunes in and, and enjoys it. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic final.
0: Do, do you feel like um, Taranaki at home, they're nah, the favourite? If Hawkes Bay at home, they'd be the favourite? And if it was played in neutral ground, it'd be a draw? Is it that close?
1: <laughs> Mate, it is a very close game. If you look at the way both of these teams play, uh, play the game. Um, you know, obviously they rely on a solid set piece, um, which Hawks Bay had the other night at the at Cakes in and and as um, as Taranaki did against Canterbury, like it was a very dare I say it Canterbury performance from from Taranaki and a very Wellington performance from Hawks Bay and some of the way they played in those semi-finals. But I think whoever gets the advantage um, at set piece, if um, you know if Hawks Bay, if Hawks Bay can can crack out their traditional line-out like, like they've been able to do this year, uh, set the rolling ball. Mind you, Taranaki's, I thought, more defence was pretty good the other week. Um, I think a lot of it will come down to who kicks well off their set-piece. Um, Josh Jacob, uh, you know, was a guy who looked like playing playing playing. Obviously, they've got Jason Potroz um, there, two Stephen Feta. They've got multiple options at pivot and, and, and guys coming forward. We didn't see a lot of players running from the backfield last week for Taranaki like we did in the, semi, in the quarter-final against Tasman. So... Um, that, that for me is going to be really interesting to see how well they kick, um, how often they go to the air, the contestables, because you know, both teams have got fantastic back three. So I just think they're going to have to be smart, um, you know, knock away silly, silly penalties at the breakdown because they've both got you know kickers of McClutchy and, and Feta, um who can knock them over from anywhere. Um, I just wonder for I just wonder for um, for Hawks Bay with with you know Weber, the weather for Laupakatava one two punch and. Uh, and also the bench of Taranaki and Jason Potros and, and a guy like Ricky Riccatelli who, who has real value when he comes on at 16. I just think maybe the pine is going to be the difference, but mate, you could throw a blanket over it.
0: Absolutely, you could. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, last question: Your salad wrap? Do you go the French dressing? Do you go garlic aioli? What what goes on?
1: i have got a little bit of, I think it's a Caesar dressing in there. I'm not sure what you call it. Just got just got one off the menu, but um, it's looking good. So I'm looking forward to cracking into it. But no, no, nice to talk to you again, mate. And um, enjoy the weekend. And I'm still trying to get the heart rate out from the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. Um, and it's been it's been a belter. And I, yeah, you know, I think we all we all wish the All Blacks fail well against Argentina. I'm sure they'll get the job done there. But mate, the, the, the the other game is going to be fascinating. England, England and South Africa and. If you're wanting a, quarter, wanting a final for the All Blacks, I mean, you could get revenge from 95 or you could get uh, revenge from 219 and hopefully wipe the smile off Owen Farrell's face i would take either.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Good man, Geoffrey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.
1: Cheers, mate. See you soon.
0: There is <clears throat> Jeff McTainch from Sky Sport. It is a, a magnificent game in the offering, isn't it? It's uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <clears throat> I don't have to tell Taranaki folk to get your... Uh, tickets, frog in the throat. Stand by. It's gone. Um, get your tickets. Get along to Taranaki. It's going to be an absolute belter. And whoever wins, um, looking forward. Just looking forward to the, looking forward to the match. Um Sorry, Staff, that's crap what you're saying about Hawke's Bay has been through over the last few weeks. They put themselves in the situation with the Shield. The criticism questions are warranted because they did it. Go the knacky, playing the game the right way on and off the field. I don't want to tarnish a whole team with the actions of one or two, which I, I, I sense... Is what's going on in Hawks Bay, JJ? But I have messaged New Zealand Rugby because my promise to all of you was I will not let that story go till we find out actually what did happen. So it's not innocent till proven guilty. There is guilt there, but how many were involved? And I know the likes of Brad Weber are absolutely spewing about what went on. And from what I've heard, early reports are hardly anyone was there. So I don't want to sully the whole team, but the team have taken it upon themselves to try and put the actions of a few behind them. So um, we will find out later on this week because the re- the report from the independent inquiry is uh, due to be tabled this week. I won't let it go away. Right, uh, news, then sport, then weather, not far away, Jimmy Smith across the ditch as well.